We give glory to God for yet another week in the land of the living, and we want to thank you for always creating the time to listen to the revelation knowledge the Lord makes available through this channel. As you listen to God again through his mouthpiece, Anthony Adifarakin, may you receive light, and may the grace for application and manifestation rest upon you in Jesus' name. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for uh, preserving our lives to witness yet another week in the land of the living. Thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for your faithfulness, loving kindness, thanks for your mercies. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. As we've gathered to learn at your feet this week, we pray that you speak to our hearts, give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Also grant us the grace to apply all we'll be learning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for always answering our prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty and unfailing name we have prayed. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Uh, for this week's episode of Glenn Podcast, we're going to be looking at understanding forgiveness from Jesus' perspective. Understanding forgiveness from the perspective of Jesus. And we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35. Matthew 18, 21 to 35 from the New King James Version. Uh, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I, shall for- and, I, and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Uh, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But when he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Verse 27. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But the but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who hold him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat uh, by the throat, saying, "Pay me what you owe." So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, "Have patience with me, and I'll pay you all." And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he should pay the debt. Verse 31 says, So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Verse 32. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgive you all that day because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. The Lord bless his words in our heart in Jesus' name. That's Matthew chapter 18 verse 21 to 35. We are looking at understanding forgiveness from Jesus' perspective. Now from the perspective of Jesus, the main reason we forgive others is because we have obtained forgiveness from God ourselves. The main reason the Lord God Almighty expects us to forgive others is because we are already beneficiaries of His own forgiveness. If, because if God should be marking iniquity, according to Psalm 130, verse 3 to 4, no man can stand. According to Psalm 130, verse 3 to 4, if God should be marking iniquity, no man can stand. 
Now, also from the parable, it is clear that no amount of offense committed against us by man will ever be as great as our sins before God. I take that again. There is no amount of offense committed against us by man will ever be as great as our sins before God. Our sins are always weightier and costlier, so God expects us to forgive lesser offenses since he forgives us greater ones. You know, what we are owing God is more than what others are owing us. So, if we are interested in getting his forgiveness, then he should not even beg us before we forgive others. Another, excuse me, another thing to note is that failure to forgive others will cause God to revoke his mercy and hold us responsible for our many sins and offenses. It's important to note that failure to forgive others when they offend us will cause God to revoke his mercy and hold us responsible for our many sins and offenses. He will deliver us to torture us or torment us, as some uh, translations call it, until we have paid. We deliver us to torment us or torture us until we have paid. And how on earth are you ever going to be able to pay what only the blood of Jesus can atone for? Something that only the blood of Jesus can take care of. How will you ever be able to pay for that? How? It simply implies eternal damnation. It means you are lost eternally. That's the implication. So you take it from me. You benefit more when you forgive. If you want, you can write it down. If you want, you can make that the principle to live by. You benefit more when you forgive than the person you are forgiving. When you forgive someone, you are benefiting the more, <laughs> even than the person you are forgiving. That is the way Jesus Christ especially. That's that's the way he wants forgiveness to be taken care of. You know, we are looking at forgiveness from Jesus' perspective, understanding forgiveness from Jesus' perspective. How does he view it? He expects us to keep forgiving because we keep receiving the mercy of the Lord. And it's my prayer. The grace to forgive when offended. May that grace rest upon us all in the name of Jesus. The grace to not hold grudges. The grace to understand forgiveness and carry out forgiveness the way Jesus expressed. May that grace come upon us all in Jesus' name. That's the word of the Lord for us this week. Understanding forgiveness from Jesus' perspective. You are the one who is benefiting more when you forgive than the person you are actually forgiving. Uh, Let that sink in and let that be a takeaway. You tell yourself, I benefit more when I have when I forgive than the person I am forgiving. So if you're out there, you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, this will be the opportunity. I mean, this will be the time to do so. I'm giving you opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus Christ now. You're gonna say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of your salvation. Please forgive all my sins, save my soul, and make me yours forever. I surrender my life to you today. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thanks for giving us understanding. Thank you so much for granting us the grace to be able to comprehend scriptures. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for your children who have accepted Jesus Christ. Lord, write their names in the book of life. Accept them in the beloved. In the name of Jesus, beginning from now, the grace to forgive easily. May that grace rest upon them and may that grace also rest upon us all in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because you are faithful. We return all the glory, honor, and adoration to you. Blessed be the holy name. In Jesus' mighty and unfailing name we have prayed. Amen.
We give thanks to God for the revelation of his word. If you said that prayer of salvation, congratulations. Your sins are now forgiven and your new life has begun. Please locate a Bible-believing church near you and start fellowshipping with other believers there. Or if you need help in learning how to live this new life in Christ Jesus, kindly send us a message through our website, www.glome.org, and we will respond accordingly. We will meet again next week for another episode if the Lord has not returned. Until then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you.